Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Aloha, and welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. I'm Christine Heath, and I'm here today with Judy Sedgman. And this is our 80th episode. Can you believe it, Judy? We've come up with 80 different topics on how what we're talking about is different from the mainstream of psychology. No, but I'm excited about it because we still have more. <laughs> I know. We never run out of things to talk about. We never run out of topics. It's amazing. This keeps coming. So t- today we're going to talk about um, the name of it is decision making. Um, knowing when it's right. Knowing when it's right. And we've just come up with so many people that either get caught up procrastinating or trying to figure out what they should do in the future and try to manage their life by thinking about it, which is interesting because the only thing that's in your intellect to think about is your past. So if you're going to do something new, the answer is not going to be in the past. It's going to be somewhere else. So many of the um, uh, psychological approaches that people do are trying to set goals or to uh, set priorities for themselves or um, come up with a, a plan of what they're going to do in the future. And really, um, it causes a lot of um, unhealthy thinking with people sometimes because actually you have to kind of take life extemporaneously. You got to kind of go with what's coming at you. You get a general idea of what to go to do, but partly what we're going to be talking about today is really how to trust your wisdom to walk into the unknown rather than trying to figure out the unknown with the past. (laughs) It's a great way to put it, Chris. You know, when you were saying that, I was thinking of of, uh, the number of times in my past before I learned anything about the principles that I wrote business plans following which something would change and I'd write another business plan And do you know, in all the years that I wrote business plans, specific business plans for my business, I never did any one of them. You know, I would go down that path and then something drastic would happen that I'd have to respond to. So I'd just start over again and make a whole new plan. And I start down and I was always frustrated because my plans never worked out. And after I learned the principles, I thought, you know, you don't need a plan, you need a direction. And, you know, so do you want to grow? Do you want to start something new? How many new clients are you looking to introduce yourself to? You can't promise that you're going to sell, but, you know, you can make 10 calls or you can make two calls. And how many new clients can you accommodate before you invest? There are big questions that you can ask and answer. But the day-to-day, month-to-month, week-to-week, you know, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, it never works out. And it's always frustrating and you always are trying to figure things out. And as soon as we all switch to the direction we're going to go in the coming year is to focus on these three areas. That's it. And we'll, and then we'll just decide what to do as we see them unfold. 
And uh, that would just give us, you know, a, a purpose. So if it was client development, then we would make a lot of appointments and call on clients, you know. But if we decided we had too many clients for, for our equipment, we couldn't take any more clients, we would say, do we want to add another service? You know, and it was, it just was so different. And there was so little thought involved. You know, it just become obvious that, oh, yeah, this is now, now we're ready to do X. And, you know, people in business find that hard to believe, but I've told so many people that story and worked with so many businesses, not to mention individuals, and said, don't make specific, you know, plans attached to a timeline and this, then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this because then then you never live in the moment, ever. Yeah. And, you know, we're old, so we can look back in our life and see that, Things happen in your life that are way better than you could have thought out. Absolutely. Right? So if you're just going to look for what you've already thought about, you're going to miss some of the opportunities you have to have magical things happen, to have really fun things come into your life. And that's kind of the part, part of the deal is, is that we, you know, it depends on the state of mind you're in, what you can see in life. You know, like when you're really insecure and you're really scared and you're thinking about, what's going to happen in your life or what you think you need to have happen in your life. You make up a story about what you need and that's generally not what you need. And it's generally not what happens, you know, but if you just kind of like, if the goal of your life is to be happy and to feel secure and to, you know, be able to take care of your needs and and be successful at whatever you do, then you'll see how to do that. So doors open that you couldn't see where doors were and things happen. People come into your life. We just got an email from one of our um, participants in our program who said that she just took some time off to just kind of get quiet and, and let and not try to fix herself or fix her life. And she said she just kind of let go of things. And then all of a sudden, people started asking her to be part of their stuff and wanting to, to include her in things. And she said, it just started coming to me. And that's mm-hmm. generally what happens. But if you, like when I was in college, I wanted to be a lawyer. And thank you, God, I never went to law school. I would have really been Looney Tunes because I was already (laughs) the queen of details, right? And law school is like detailed details. And so, you know, I mean, I would have been a miserable person because I would have really gotten into being argumentative and doing things like that, I'm sure. But that didn't happen for me because I was too afraid to take the LSAT. So I never took it. And, but I never wanted to be a therapist ever. It was, it was a hobby. I got a master's degree in counseling because I did kind of consulting with people. I thought I might want to be like some kind of a consultant. And, but to be a therapist, that was kind of beneath me. And uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was not what I wa- wanted. And, but yet that's what happened. And it happened when it happened, it happened in a way that was really kind of magical and mystical that I was even in the position I was in when I learned this new understanding. Because had I gone on my own path, I wouldn't have ever seen that. So I think that what happens is people think that they got to figure out in their life what to do and then go do it. But then they get caught up in the figuring, right? Mm -hmm. And so depending on your mood, you know, when you're in a low mood, you can kind of like hate everything. So you don't, you don't follow through on your plan. And then people call that procrastination. 
But when you're kind of in a really great feeling and you don't care what's going to come, you just know you want to keep moving forward. Like you said, you want to go in this direction. You know, then all of a sudden, like things come to you that you would never have thought of. You know, and there's a big difference between procrastination and patience, but the difference is not in the elapsed time. It's in the state of mind you're in while you're undertaking that effort. You know, it's an effort if it's procrastination because you just keep putting it off, putting it off. You think about it, think about it, say, I can't decide, I can't decide, I put it off. And then you feel like I'm procrastinating, I'm, I'm not doing what I should be doing, I should go back to the plan, I should, as opposed to, you know what, um, things are changing and I don't know yet where I'm going to go, but um, I'll know. And just be patient with yourself and, and tell your brain to go to sleep a little bit you know, when all these thoughts come to mind. Just say, you know, we're being patient right now, we're just going to wait and see, because when the right answer comes to you, you just feel it. You know, all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. And, you know, and, and I guess my, my famous story about this is when I very, very first got involved in the principles. I mean, I was just a couple of years I'd been working with Bill Pettit and, and then everything in, in my life changed and my daughter left for college and I was sitting and wondering what to do because I wanted to do something with these principles, but I didn't know. Of course, we didn't even know what they were then. You know, <laughs> we knew there was something new. And, uh, and George and Linda Pransky were, you know, and, and actually Chris in Hawaii and George and Linda in Laconer were the, the, the two primary um, centers. And there were a bunch of people in Minneapolis. And um, George called me out of the blue and he, he didn't even know what was going on in my life, but he had intuitively, he just called me out of the blue and said, what are you up to? And I said, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to decide if, if I should sell my house or, you know, I'm, I'm going to sell a business and I, I don't know. And George said, have you ever thought about moving to LaConnor? And I said, no, you know, now I'm living in Florida. If you took a diagonal line and drew it from where I lived in Florida to LaConnor, it's about as far across this and still be in the same country as you can go. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, uh, no, no, I haven't. And he said, oh, okay, well, uh, nice talking to you. And he hangs up. And a few days later, I kept, it kept coming back to mind. You know, if you're going to start fresh, why not just move somewhere? which had never occurred to me because I was too insecure to think about starting off in a new place by myself where I didn't know anybody. And, um, but that thought just popped into my head, you know, get a fresh, that's a real fresh start. You go someplace where nobody knows you, you don't know anybody and just start doing something different. So I ended up moving to O'Connor. And the only conversation I'd ever had about it was that one phone call from George asking me if I'd ever thought about it. And I hadn't, and I wasn't planning to, but it just popped into my head. And that was, you know, that changed my life because it, it's the thing that set me on the path of making the principles my career. And so many things have happened since then that I think, you know, if I had tried to make this up or make it happen, it wouldn't have happened. I couldn't have done it. I wouldn't have known where to begin. It's all in being in the moment and being open and, and, and being awake to the things that people say to you. 
you know, are the things that you hear when people talk to you. It's, it's an amazing story, your story about just kind of like not even sitting down and saying, okay, well, if I come up there, what would I do? I mean, nothing. Yeah, I yeah, nothing. You just just yeah. move there. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, in everyday life, I think what happens to people is that they get a thought about the future and then they think they got to figure it out. Right. So it can come up in little ways and big ways, but we're kind of trained in our psychological approach to life to figure out our problems. Right. And this is just another way how psychology has affected us. So we get, we, first of all, we create a problem because we don't know what the future is. Right. So then that becomes the problem. I don't know. And now I have to worry about that because I don't know, right? And bad things could happen. And so if I don't think it out, I might end up on the soup line. And it's just funny how attached we are to our thinking about something we know nothing about. And letting yourself be okay with not knowing is... Trust, I think it's easier as you trust that you do know, but you have to be patient until that knowing comes forth and you can realize what, what it is, where the path is you have to go. But it's that quieting down rather than amping up your head to try to figure it out that people tend to do the opposite way around. They try to figure it out. Like, in fact, I just was um, interviewing interns, graduate school interns for our clinic. And um, I had two of them that I had decided on that I was definitely going to take. And there were two others that I was really interested in. Um, one of them was uh, an uh, astronaut kind of astrophysics kind of guy and decided to go into marriage and family therapy and the other woman was um, a single mom, and uh, but really, um, I always have people listen to Sydney Banks and to go to um, our podcast to see what that what we do is different from what they're learning in school. And so they both came back and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's really interesting. I really like it." Blah blah blah. And I said, "Okay, so now what?" And then I kind of went through my thinking about why one or the other would be better than the other, and I started getting all caught up in it. And my, one of my supervisors, I was talking to her and I said, I don't know which one. And she goes, Chris, you always know. I'm, I just have never seen you when you didn't know. I was like, what she's talking about? I never know what I'm doing. I, what, what, what does that mean? And, and then I thought, well, and I, then I realized, you know, you are thinking about this a lot. You're trying mm-hmm. to figure out which one it is. And the fact is, you don't know. So then mm-hmm. I had surgery, right? So I, I thought, oh, I'll just put this off till after I'm done with surgery and I can think better again. And so I did. And then I still couldn't do anything about it. Like I just couldn't do anything about it. And in the past, I would have sat and thought about it and pushed myself and talked to a million people and tried to, you know, really figure it Mm -hmm. out. But I would, I talked to Judy, I talked to you and I talked to other people, but I just didn't, I couldn't feel it. I just couldn't get the feel of it. And then I called a supervisor for the two of them from at the school. And she goes, Oh, the guy took a position with another agency and I went, oh, well, that took care of itself. Great. And then <laughs> I talked to the woman and she said, oh, I can only do it during school hours. I said, oh, you need to do your your 
site at a school then because there's nobody else that's going to be available during that time. And then she was gone. And the funny thing is I had the thought in the middle of it, I shouldn't take either of them. And I kind of knew that, but I wanted one of them, you know, like my head yeah, was just. You wanted this to be over with. <laughs> yeah. And, and I thought I was going to lose out on a good intern. And as it turned out, as soon as I let that go, another woman called and said, oh, I just found out about you guys. Could I do my internship with you? And I said, oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I ended up with somebody totally different. I didn't, it, the, all this thinking I was doing about these two is because I didn't know. And, it, yeah. and the reason I didn't know is wasn't either one of them. Yep. You know, that's, a, that's a, I, another example of that for me is, and, and I didn't know for a really long time, but when I, when I was young, I, I really wanted to teach in a, in a university. That was kind of my dream. Ultimately, someday maybe I would teach in a university because I loved colleges and universities and I liked that whole campus feeling. But then I also wanted to be a journalist and then that worked out and then life took me in different directions. And I ended up in Laconer and lo and behold, all of a sudden, out of the blue, I made a presentation to a group of doctors in uh, at a resort in the state of Washington that were there for some kind of retreat. And I ended up meeting the dean of a medical school. And within a year, I had been invited to be on the faculty, not only of a university, but of a medical school. <laughs> and I was like... I just couldn't believe it. It's like I'd given that up long ago. I just thought that'll never happen. I just gave it up and set it aside. And all of a sudden it happened in a way that I couldn't, in a million years, I couldn't have planned that. And it's a long involved story. But the fact is that I, I, I wouldn't have made it up. And if I had made it up, I wouldn't have known how to pursue it. But it's all, you know, in just being in your life and enjoying what you're doing. I mean, I've really realized this so many times over and over again. There's a zillion stories. But to the degree that you just say, what I'm, I'm 100% into what I'm doing now. And I'm doing it with my whole heart and soul. And we'll just see where it takes me. And a lot of people say it's like riding a magic carpet. And it really is. You know, because you ride that carpet. And the next thing you know, it says, oh, I think we're going to land over here next to this tree. And you go, oh. That's the kind of tree I've always wanted to see. <laughs> and, you know, and I I just can't tell you I, enough. Be patient with yourself because you will know it comes from within. It does not come from the world. It doesn't come from research. It doesn't come from making lists. It comes from the wisdom that is your wisdom that will guide you through your life. We all have it. And when you allow that, miraculous, beautiful, wonderful things happen in your life that are, you know, the answer to something that you might have wished for and then just set aside. And to the degree that we don't get attached to things we wish for, it's more likely that the things that are right for us that we've thought about will happen. And you never know what you're being protected from when things don't work out. That's right. You just never know what you're missing out on, like what's, you know, there's, People that I haven't hired for whatever reason, and then I find out later that they were doing some things that were pretty unethical. You know, you find out that, you know, a boyfriend you had was really a drug dealer on the side or something. You know, yeah. it, it's like, you, you, you just have to know that somehow people come and go, things happen in our life. But 
in the end, you'll get through it in the best way if you really listen for your wisdom and you get out of your head and trying to figure it out and make it happen. You know, I always, my, my, my favorite slogan is if you don't know, don't. Because when your wisdom comes in, you will know. And if you don't have that feeling of knowing, don't. Don't, whatever the question is, you know, it's like, it, it's like, because when you know, you don't have to think about it. But if you're thinking about it, it means you don't know and you're trying to figure it out. Right. That's, that's a good rule of thumb. When you just feel it, you just feel it. Everyone's had those moments that, that what we call them aha moments or, you know, just suddenly you say, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's when you know, that's your wisdom. Yeah. You know, I was listening to Trevor Noah um, uh, the other night, and he was talking about his grandmother, who's 96. And uh, he, he said, you know, she just knows. She just knows. And she, he said, so I, um, I planned this trip to South Africa, and I didn't tell my family I was coming. And I got to the airport, and I called my mom, and I said, Mom, what are you doing tonight? And she said, oh, why? He goes, you want to go for dinner? And she goes, here? Are you here? And he said, yeah, we just flew in. She goes, oh, Gogo was right. And her mother, his grandmother, had said, I feel Trevor. I can feel Trevor. He's coming. And, huh. and they thought she was a little nutty, right? And sure enough, <laughs> he came in. We all have that ability to kind of tap into life at a deeper level. We just don't know to trust it or listen to it. Anymore. That's right. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, We've done it again, Chris. <laughs> we have number 80 in, in the works here. Yep. So we'll see you next week for number 81. Yep. <laughs> Take care. Have a great week. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com. 